Here we go again. It's 7 a.m. on this Thursday morning, July 20th. I'm Adam Wright, and you are listening to Covenant Network's Roadmap to Heaven. I hope you're having a great start to your morning. I'm having a, it's, it's, it's a morning that's dragging a little bit, but I've got caffeine ready to go. I've got you. We've got our faith. Let's hit it. Let's uh, begin our day in prayer as we always do in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today on the show, we're going to hear about hatred of heresy. Uh, I'll tell you this, the, the person responsible for helping prep some of these things. Really excited about what we're playing today. And uh, I'm because of that, I'm excited too. I'm excited too. We're going to talk about the different heresies. We're going to hear about them. And uh, love of truth, hatred of heresy. And then later on in the show, you know, yesterday I spent the end of the show talking about um, the importance of sacramental confession, reconciliation. We're going to hear about the uh, sacrament and grace from Father Kirby. So that's ahead on the show today, too. But let's first go to Mike Roberts and find out what is going on with the weather, because it is very overcast and gray. And uh, as much as I love it, I'd like to know what's in store today. Today is the feast of St. Elijah the prophet, born a century after the reign of David. In the northern kingdom of Israel, Elijah is first mentioned in the book of Kings, when he brings the word of the Lord to Ahab, informing him that the Lord is not happy with Ahab's worship of false idols. As punishment for doing this, there was a severe famine throughout the kingdom of Israel, but Elijah was blamed for the famine and forced to go into hiding. At one point, he found shelter with a woman who had a young child. And when the child died, Elijah called upon the Lord to bring that child back to life. And because she was so generous in sharing with him the tiny amount of oil and flour she had, the Lord, through Elijah, made sure her supply never ran out again. Then the Lord sent Elijah back to Ahab to tell him that there should be a showdown between the 450 prophets of the God they'd been worshiping and our Lord. So all day long, the prophets of Baal called for fire to be sent down to consume a sacrifice that had been prepared, but nothing happened. Then finally, Elijah called upon the Lord, saying, Answer me, Lord. Answer me that this people will know that you are the Lord our God. Then, as thousands watched, the Lord responded by sending fire down from heaven, consuming the fire. After this, all of Baal's prophets were killed. Elijah will go on to survive the persecution of Ahab and his wife Jezebel, who will die in humiliation. And Elijah then started a new guild of prophets from the Lord, and at the end of his life, he is taken into heaven when a chariot of fire appears and takes him into heaven in a whirlwind. St. Elijah the prophet, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. Ave Regina Celorum. Hail, O Queen of Heaven enthroned. Hail, by angels mistress owned. Root of Jesse, gate of morn. 
whence the world's true light was born. Glorious virgin joy to thee, loveliest whom in heaven they see. Fairest thou where all are fair, plead with Christ our sins to spare. Friends, we're back. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven, and today we're going to talk about the great sacrament of reconciliation, where ultimately when we're set free of sin, it is Christ who sets us free. Uh, But we have to partner with him. We have to give our assent. We have to say yes to that. And to take us a little bit deeper into this journey, we're happy to have Father Kirby with us this week. And Father, it's so good to be with you this morning. Yes, yes, Adam. I'm very grateful for this opportunity. I'd like to start here. I once heard it said that when we go into the confessional to receive this great sacrament of mercy, we are not just the defendant who stands accused of the sins we bring in with us, but we are also called to be the prosecuting attorney to say, these are the sins that the penitent, ourselves, have committed since the last time we went to confession. And that there's a great reason for that, because if we offer all of our sins to God, he has a great opportunity then to do so much more with his mercy and grace. So um, why is that so important when we go in, not to be timid, not to be shy and say, well, Father, I didn't want to tell you that I committed this sin, but to just go in there and say, here are my sins, mortal in number and kind, and then venial sins. You know, we we speak about that movement of, you know, do I go to confession or or we, we, we kind of think to ourselves, I need to go to confession. Uh, as we say all this, it's, it's worth just pointing out that that initiative to go to confession, we could think I'm speaking to myself, but it's just worth saying that that's actually the Holy Spirit working within us. Uh, that is God who is initiating, God who's inviting, he's, he's calling us out of darkness into his own wonderful light. So just first, that point is that when we feel that, that call, the person who's listening uh, to us speak today. Uh, this is providence. God is having them hear this message today. It's the Holy Spirit working. Holy Spirit is inviting the person to come to confession. So just to make that point, and then in terms of confession itself, like, you know, when we sit there, uh, kneel there, and, and we are, you know, I, I like how you're summarizing it. We are both the penitent, but also the prosecutor. And, and why would we do that? And, and we do that because we love. You see, we've forgotten that, you know, love always serves Love does not lie. Love does not spread deception. And, and we go into the confessional, we accept that invitation to repent of our sins, to receive mercy. We go there as an act of love, because when we love someone, we're not going to lie to them. When we love someone, we're, we're comfortable to be transparent. We are who we are, and we know that we can trust the person that we're speaking to because we love them. We, we know that they love us. We speak openly, plainly. And so we come, we're not playing games. We're not trying to hide things. We're not trying to be deceptive. We just go before the God that we know loves us, passionately loves us. He sent his son, uh, God the Son, under, underwent a brutal torture uh, in order to show us by his passion and death that he does, in fact, love us. He manifested that by his resurrection. And we can love him. We go and we say, here's what I've done. And our confession, even as, as broken or as incomplete or as uh, shallow as they might initially be as we first come back, that confession alone, the fact that we're we're there, and, and we're doing our best, and we want to confess our sins. The Lord blesses that, abundantly blesses that, because of the act of love that's behind that confession. Even if we're not fully aware of it, like someone might be listening to this and say, I never thought of that. Exactly, like, this is an act of love that's just being pushed from our hearts by the Holy Spirit, and we go and we accuse ourselves, and by 
doing this uh, confession, we're giving a good confession, we know that this love is going to be reciprocated, that we're going to receive that abundance, mercy, and that, that rebirth of life. I love in our tradition, we speak about a regeneration, right? That's a rebirth that happens in the confessional. And that happens because we responded to love, and we have allowed love himself to serve us. You know, you you talk about that invitation that comes to us from the Holy Spirit, Father, that actual grace. And this is something that I was reminded of, you know, why we have that obligation to still go to Mass, even if we are in a state of mortal sin. We're not in a state of grace. We're not able to receive Holy Communion because the obligation to attend Mass is to also continue, you know, one of the benefits of that is to continue to receive that grace that would prompt us to go be reconciled and brought back into Communion. And I've shared on the show before about a time where just through a a weird set of circumstances. I was in a state of mortal sin. I could not receive Holy Communion, and I was not able to get to the confessional for about a week and a half, two weeks. But I went to Mass several times, and each time when it came time for Holy Communion, grace was working on my heart as if to say, Adam, I want you to be back with me. Yes, absolutely. And and I'm I'm so grateful for uh, the many points you've made, and I just want to highlight that, that first one as well, that you know, that, you know, if someone's not able to receive communion, uh, they might be a mortal sin, maybe they're divorced and remarried, uh, whatever it might be, whatever situation they find themselves in, and, you know, and, and they can't receive Holy Communion. Um, the idea that, well, because they can't receive Holy Communion, therefore I won't go to Mass. I, I'm glad that we're addressing that, because the Mass itself, to be able to participate in the sacrifice of the Lord, is powerful. And, and as you described, actual grace is just flooded into our hearts. And, and the actual grace, that's, that's the impetus that we need in order to eventually repent of our sins, to get out of that mortal sin. And so, you know, the person who's in mortal sin and says, I'm not going to go to Mass anymore, and perhaps they're continuing to re- commit these, these sins that have them in, uh, in, in this uh, grave state, you know, it becomes harder and harder. The, the heart becomes, you know, uh, more and more difficult uh, for, for the Spirit to work. So you know, I tell people, it's like, if you find yourself in mortal sin, get to confession. And someone has, has been stuck in sin or, or not able to receive Holy Communion for whatever reason, like, no, make sure you get to Mass because all those graces are being given. And then the further point you're making, Adam, which is that grace comes in, and grace is active. It's the life of God within us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Great things happen. Miraculous things happen. Virtuous things happen. Selfless things happen. Uh, the Gospel happens, right? So... So I think that by receiving the grace of God and just giving that generous yes and, and, and kind of experiencing that, that amazement, that, that shock, that when we live the life of grace and we allow grace to work, we ourselves can sometimes be shocked, saying, wow, I never thought I'd be able to forgive that person. I, I, I never thought that I could go the extra mile in that way for this neighbor. I, I never thought I could do this. And yet all of a sudden grace is doing all these powerful things to us, and we ourselves stand as a witness in wonder and awe and think, this is amazing like, as we see God working in us and through us. Father, you're a priest. You have efficacious blessing here. I'm going to turn it over to you and ask, could we pray for those souls that are being prompted to come back and to go to our Lord in this great sacrament of mercy? Absolutely. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, you sent us your Son to save us from sin and death. You seek constantly to seek out the one who is lost. You come to us. You call to us. We ask that those who are far from the fold, those who are that one who's been lost, that you today continue to pour out your grace into their hearts and that you allow them to say yes, to bring them home, that they might know of your love and mercy. And Father, we ask this 
as we ask all good things through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, Father Kirby, once again, thank you for being with us this morning. Friends, we are going to take a break here on Roadmap to Heaven. Don't go anywhere. A prayer for priests. Oh, my God, help those priests who are faithful to remain faithful. To those who are falling, stretch forth your divine hand that they may grasp it as their support. In the great ocean of your mercy, lift those poor unfortunate ones who have fallen that being engulfed therein, they may receive the grace to return to your great loving heart. Amen. Precious blood of Jesus, protect them. We pause on this Thursday for our daily dose of encouragement as Patty Schneier helps us look at little ways to be the salt of the earth, the leaven of the world. And Patty, you have me wondering now, too, uh, St. Therese, who gives us the little way, I wonder what her favorite food was. Yeah. I'm just, you know, things you think about during the Daily Dose of Encouragement. Absolutely, because yesterday we talked about food and, and bringing food or just something as easy as a cupcake or a cookie to someone or inviting people over for dinner. Today we're going to talk about something else that I think has been gone by the wayside in our modern fast-paced culture. Write a note. And when I say write a note, I'm talking about a handwritten note. Or send a card to someone. We don't send things in the mail anymore. And I think it's really sad, you know, especially when I think of like our elderly, how that could brighten someone's day. Some people may think it's old fashioned to write a note, but it's so meaningful and it can really lift someone's spirit, especially when family and friends live far away. Getting an actual piece of mail from a person is a treat. And I honestly wish I did more of this, but I can tell you, I have been the recipient of some beautiful letters and they make my day. They make my day. Just a note of kindness or encouragement can really lift someone's spirit. So today, if you just get five minutes somewhere, just pick up a little note card, just thinking of you, write down a thank you note to someone or a note of encouragement and send it in the mail. That's a little way that we can be salt and leaven in the world. I love your emphasis on just a little note because sometimes I'm overwhelmed at the prospect of what do I write, and yet a little note is something very simple and concrete. Thank you for this encouragement today. You know, that's something I do. I actually have a stack of note cards here on my desk, and I love to send little notes, I have a stack of thank you cards in a, another part of the studio here in one of our closets that I always am ready to go to. And I love getting little notes in the mail. I, I do not love getting junk mail in the mail, but I love getting little notes in the mail. And I, I like to think that it makes a difference. So, uh, you know, I would encourage you, if you have the time, just keep a stack of note cards handy. That's kind of the key to this. Keep the supplies handy so that you're ready to send one. Uh, you know, you're thinking of someone, well, write a note, drop it in the mail. Uh, I love people that keep cards on hand. They have cards for every occasion and then say, oh, just send them a card, send them a card. I, I, I should be better at that, but that's one thing I'm not. So you get notes 
from me. Hey, we are over halfway through our week here, and I'm really excited about some stuff we've got coming up. We're going to be talking about virtues and vices in the next week here. So that is uh, that's one thing. And just some practical things like you want to conquer this vice? Well, first off, you need the grace of God. But second, you need to want to conquer that vice and you have to do things differently in your life. So that's something we're working on coming up as well. We're also coming up on the month of August here soon. And it's going to be, you know, I, we're buying school supplies right now. I don't know if anyone else is thinking of it. Like, I can't believe we're buying them already. And then I've also reached that age in life where I can't believe we haven't bought them yet. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things. I, I'm just kind of flabbergasted by all of this. It seems both too soon and too late all at the same time. But we gotta, we've got to get ready to go back to school for those of us who are parents, those who are teachers, those who, you know, are involved in, in that phase of life. And when we think about back to school, I also think that going back to school on our faith. Today we talked a lot about heresies and the homilies that we heard. And, uh, you know, how well do we know our faith? Are we ready to go back to school? Are we ready to go to some classes this fall? Maybe it's taking a, a, an adult faith formation class at your parish. If you don't have one, maybe your friend's parish has one. You go with your friend. Go together. Make an event out of it. And uh, But go and learn some more about your faith. Maybe it's an online class. Maybe it's something you're going to do just by listening to Open Line and Call to Communion and Catholic Answers every day here on the radio. That's a pretty good resource for you. We've got those programs every weekday. You can tune in to Call to Communion at 1 o'clock and Open Line at 2 o'clock and Catholic Answers at 5 o'clock. It's it's just really nice uh, to be able to grow in knowledge of our faith. But we have to know what our faith teaches so we can defend the faith and, most importantly, so we can follow the faith. You know, the girls and I were starting to uh, talk about making brownies the other night. We were out of a key ingredient. We didn't have vegetable oil, you know. And I said, well, can we make brownies without it? And said, well, we could try, but it probably wouldn't go anywhere. You need all of the ingredients, and you have to know what you're doing. And now that we've got all the ingredients gathered, we might be making some brownies too. But they need help. They need to know what they're doing. Otherwise, we're going to have possibly a pan of overcooked, burnt, crispy not very good tasting chocolate, you know. Have to know how to follow the instructions of our faith as well. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. Saint Joseph, terror of demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thanks for listening today. Be sure to uh, tune in tomorrow morning here on the show. Until then, as the Blessed Mother wants us to do each and every day, pray your rosary today.